Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Keys and Gray International. Do you remember those days, Andy? Yeah. Vaguely and somewhere in the back recess of my mind, Richard. Keys and Gray International. Those were the the days we used to broadcast from Qatar on a Friday night to the UK and beyond, obviously, um, through Talk Sport. Correct. We did a year left uh, our regular uh, Tentil One spot. Uh, we did a year from the desert, which I enjoyed very much. And uh, before finally, we, I like to think temporarily parted company. Let's put it like that. Yes. Before we yes. temporarily parted company. Yes. Absolutely. I better explain that, uh, the international bit this week. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting uh, in Devon on a glorious very, morning. I very nice, very um, nice. <laughs> my, my colleague, who I can see through the, the, the modern technology of Zoom, but obviously most will just be listening to this. Yes, yes. Uh, but I think that um, Zoom provides that, that we can talk to each other from distance and yet not mm. feel apart. Also, exactly. Very emotional feeling. <laughs> you getting quite emotional? <laughs> yeah. Do you also remember those days on a Friday morning when you used to stay at home? I think we've discussed those on previous podcasts. Must have been. In the must studio in London, you yeah. sat at home yeah. on your headphones. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, you anyway, would do the book, is, and then we uh, do the book I review. Am. It was wonderful. It was great. I loved that. That's right. And by yeah, the way, I'm sitting in a very beautiful uh, Hatton uh, near Leamington on Spa. Oh, Leamington. Oh, very near, very near Cheltenham. You forgot your suit this week, didn't you, when you went? You don't wear a suit at Cheltenham. I was suitably attired, smart casual, which is all that's required at Cheltenham. <laughs> I, I wasn't with was the posh voice on that. Like, by the way, like lots of things, those days I've been with the posh boys and getting invites <laughs> from like, important people have long gone. I thought you looked like you were loitering in the back of the photograph that yeah, I saw. Okay, okay. And by the way, I had quite That's a successful what... day at Cheltenham as well. Don't worry about that. Did you? It was very good. Do you want to yes, tell us about it? Well, no, no, before I... we do that, let, before you do that, let's do, the, let's do the housekeeping. I'm Richard Keyes. Okay. And I'm Andy Gray. Keys and Gray podcast. Keys and A-N-D. Keys and Gray podcast. You can very, very occasionally these days, uh, Nigel de Jong will join us. So if you wish to yes. either tweet or contact Nigel on Instagram and pass the message along, we ultimately will get it. Anyway, how was yes. Cheltenham? 
great. Loved it. Uh, it, was, it was nice to see the crowds back again after the emptiness of last year. Um, you know, listen, you know I'm not a yes, horse by the way, in that on, respect. Hold on, hold on. Yes. And the faux pas of the previous year when they decided that they would yes. allow people to attend yes. the festival and were more culpable than probably any other sports event in spreading COVID as a result. Probably. Anyway. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. So, but because I don't know much about racing, any time I've gone to Cheltenham Keys, I've just, the first race at Cheltenham, I've always gone favourite. I know nothing about it. Who's the favourite? I'm backing that. And it has been amazing over the years how many times the favourite wins the first race at Cheltenham. And it did again. So I was off and running with the bookmaker's money. So I was very happy. <laughs> That's a great, I mean, honestly, it's a great idea. I did it. I went in and the kids said to me, Sophie said, what are you doing, Dad? I said, oh, you know what I'm doing? She went, favourite? I went, absolutely. And yeah, listen, it's a, if they wanted to follow me, they could, easy, but you know, some didn't and they made the mistake. Well, if you go big enough, even if it's short odds, you're still making good money, aren't you? Oh, you're making very good money if you go big enough. Yeah, again, those days have gone very big, have gone as well, sadly. Sadly, it seems. <laughs> um, I was, I lunched, I, I, I want to talk about age a little bit this morning. I lunched with um, a friend of mine, ours, uh, this last week. And one of the very first things he said to me was, how is your, uh, the, 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 the problems that, that men, men have, you know, your, 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 your man thing. Um, down here, you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just a very yeah, strange keys and wee subject. It, it 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 helps you when you wee. I'm I'm I'm, I'm just blanked. Um, what? Yes, come on. You prostrate. You prostrate. Yes, yes, that's the one. You prostrate. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now you see that <sighs> amongst the many things I expect to discuss at lunch, yes. a little as we are now, with not my prostate. No, um, no, no, he no, left, mate. He left, he left the table two or three times. And I, I sort of during the course of the lunch realized that we are of a certain age now. Oh, definitely. Where these questions can be posed and um, are relevant to us, yes. Andrew. Yes, yes. Uh, unfortunately, yes. That, that was the sort of beginning, I think, of a different era where, where, where you, you sit down for lunch and you're not talking about football. You talk about your health yes. issues. That's, that's that's yeah. That's kind of where we're going. Yes, you're right. You're right. And then, and then this week, can you see these? Yeah, you've got little kiddie shoes there, sandals. That's right. And can you see the end there? Yeah. So open toed. Yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't. Um, I, I received these this week. These are my first ever pair of shoes. Oh. <laughs> well, that doesn't and surprise you- me. Do you know why the ends are cut out? Because uh, you had a big, you, big, big toe. Yeah, because we couldn't afford any more. So once they'd spent money on these, when, when ah, the your toes grew, grew through them. Ah, yeah, you had to cut. You, 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 you cut. You cut the ends of the shoes out. Ah, but That's how bad it was, my friend. You see, now you Hold always on. accused me of coming from the other side of the line to you. But that's, now there but that's is clever. there is the proof. It's very that good. Is not the case. So you can take your play piece. You can no, take your born in the globals. You can no, take drum chapel. Of, well, drum chapel and, and do one. Right. Well, let me tell you, I was just lucky and fortunate. You see, you had sisters. I had brothers, all older than me. So I didn't have to worry about shoes. When I grew out of them, I would get Dunks' <laughs> shoes. When I grew out of Dunks' shoes, I'd get James's shoes. When I grew out of James's shoes, I'd get Willie's yeah. shoes. That was a brilliant. Yeah. It was well, a no-lose for me. My, 
my eldest sister stopped my mother sending me to secondary school aged 11, 11, 12. You know, you go to your first big school, yeah. really, don't you? She was going to send me in sandals. I mean, I had a bad enough time at school anyway, trust me. And to have been the only guy at school in a pair of sandals would not have been the right thing. But there we are. Mm. Um, memories, Andrew, memories. Oh, memories. I, I, meant, yes. I, meant to, I meant to the play piece. For those who have no idea what a play piece is, do you want to explain? Yes. Well, it's a play piece. I was, we were on Talk Sport, and I said, my mum used to send me to school with a play piece. And you went, oh, what? I said, a play piece. Everyone knows what a play piece is. And you went, well, no, I don't think you're right there. I don't think as many in England would know what a play piece is. I said, well, think about it. It's a piece or two pieces of bread with some sort of filling, whatever was available, right? And your mum did that for you in the morning, gave you it in a bag, and off you went to school, and you had it at playtime. So it became known as a play piece. And it always will be known as a play piece. There you go. Education as well as entertainment. What can you? What more do you want? Also available if you could shout loudly enough when you're playing football in in the square beneath your your, your apartment to your yes. mum. I'm hungry. Yes. And out yes. out out, out, out come from come, the window. Out, out would come uh, four floors up. Out would come my sandwich into the, into the street. You had to make sure there was no cars or buses going past at the time when the wind caught it and took it into the middle of the road. Could have been dicey then. But yeah, you you become, become, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't become a goalkeeper. I was a goalie. Guess, I was a well, goalie. We can, we, our guest today is a goalkeeper. Uh -huh. um, yeah. We should discuss. But I'll tell you what I also did this morning. I um, texted Gianfranco and I didn't get a reply for some reason. I, 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 I don't know. Oh. Can't understand. No. Uh, funny enough, I had a little half a sentence to call him last night and I thought, well, I better leave him, but I don't know what, you know, it's a shame for them. I have to feel, I feel for them. I feel for them. You know what's funny about that? Did you see the goal? Did you see the goal? <laughs> I'll tell you what was funny about that was the result. <laughs> I know, but did you not see the goal? I was wet myself because when North Macedonia scored, and of course it's extra time, so the Italians know they're going out, about three Italian players ran to the referee and every one of them, I was saying to the ref, I bet you three different things about why the goal should be disallowed. <laughs> I'm looking at some of the Italian sports papers this morning. Oh, Sport, my goodness. All they've written across the front pages. No. I know. Uh, what else have we got here? Correa del, uh, della Sport. Um, al Inferno. Um, to hell. Yeah. Is, is, is their front page. How could this happen? Seriously. I don't know. How could this happen? Well, Listen, they were 257 days, Andy. That's all they won. after winning the, the Euros. Euros. Mm. That, as they say, as Bobby Robson once said, is football. Uh, that can happen. You see, many no, of that tells you that no, they had no, a... no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He annoyed Claire. And he added, my dear. Oh, and right. it wasn't okay. a great moment, was it? Do you remember? All oh, right. Oh, they just lost a child. I remember, you know. Yeah, and yeah, Claire yeah, said, yeah. what happened there? And he, he looked back at her and he was obviously still very annoyed. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Man, Bob contributed many things that were, but he, he looked at Claire and he went, that, my dear, is for oh, right. oh, right. Is that what it was? Right. I got most of it, right? Yeah. But now, yeah. I, I don't know how you explain that because, you know, it looked like Italy had, had were on the verge of doing something really well. They were on that huge, long, unbeaten run at international football. No one seemed to be able to beat them. And then 250-odd days later, they can't beat North Macedonia. But then again, they weren't a shoe to beat Portugal in the next group game. And, but Portugal will be very pleased, with the greatest respect to North Macedonia. Portugal will be very pleased at the place in North Macedonia, not Italy, that's for sure. 
Do you know who yes, else I think should be pleased? Wheels. I think the no, I think the board of Manchester United should be delighted. Because right. as you know, I have long held the view that if Manchester United, well, they they plainly still do need a character strong enough to go into an explosive dressing room yeah. and 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 move that club in the right direction. I, I genuinely cannot think of a better candidate than Roberto Mancini. I, I don't oh, understand see, I mean, why his name never gets a mention. Well, maybe partly because he was manager of Manchester City as well. Well, yeah, but so what? Yeah, it really, matter. these days. So what? So no, Matt Busby matter. played for Manchester City yeah, and Liverpool, yeah, and he still managed Manchester United in an era when it did matter. It doesn't matter anymore, Andy. I mean, Mancini, a winner, yeah. um, made himself very unpopular with, with the playing staff, and we've discussed with Nigel yeah. before yeah. Um, because he, he he was one of those that just didn't care who he upset and we give credit to Klopp and to Guardiola and to very few these days who have no fear of players Mancini didn't which is why no. he fell foul of, of a yeah. very very combustible dressing room because he just he didn't give a toss who he upset no he didn't and, and I didn't. think more than anything else right now Manchester United need that but they also need someone that knows what they're doing. And 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 I have no respect for Ralph Randick, so I'm not going to use your overworked phrase with respect. Um, he's, a, he's a coach's coach. He, yeah, he coaches coach. from books. Yeah? And, yes. and, and there are too many of them. And Ten Hag is, for me, another one. They're yeah, only maybe. swapping one for a younger version. Why not go and get what a about Pochettino? Man? What about Pochettino? Well, my problem with Poch, Andy, is that if, if there's anybody working that can... can, can Conjure a defeat from 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 the jaws of, the victory. Jaws of victory. It's him, you know. I, I, they've lost their last four away games, including the one against Real Madrid. He missed. How can you not win the French title with Paris, which he didn't no, I know. last year? No, didn't. Out of the French Cup this year, what makes him yeah. a favourite for Old Trafford? Tell me, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. His name makes him a favourite. I think that, that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, he's won one league title with with Paris, lost one, out of the Champions League, having thrown away a league as his team capitulated. That um, that kind of sums up Pochettino in big games, I guess. I don't know. I, I like Mancini. I, I do. I can see it. Ten Hag, I know nothing about, if I'm honest, Richard. Man, managing Ajax in the way he does with a, a group of players, lots of them who are not good enough to play Premier League football and taking them top of the Eredivisie. I would expect Ajax to be top of the Eredivisie, whoever was coached there. Uh, and he has done at times, particularly well in Europe. But does that qualify him to, to manage Manchester United? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, your your um, political views and mine are often at odds with each other. I have no time at all for the fraud that is the current Prime Minister of the UK. <laughs> By the way, um, I have no and, time and, for any of them. Sorry. I am and, neither and, one nor t'other. And many of them that he has surrounded himself with. But, but bearing in mind your more comfortable well, you've got blue on this morning. You you you, you wore blue at Rangers and Everton. You are a blue by nature. Um, yeah. What about this from the current Prime Minister of, of the UK, Andy, Boris Johnson, who yesterday said it would be a good idea for Ukraine to automatically qualify for the World Cup this year. I'll read on. Apparently unaware that they're due to play Scotland in a playoff. Yeah, he would be totally unaware. What he added Listen. that he could not think. He added that he could not think of a good reason why they should not be allowed to progress through. You know, it's funny. I was, I was, I was talking to my wife Rachel about this last night, Dicky. Funny enough, when I was watching the Wales game, 
And I says, I, I, I really feel, yeah, everyone's horrified about what's going on in Ukraine, right? And I thought, we're going to play a, a country and the whole world wants Scotland to get beat. The whole world wants Scotland to lose that football match. And I get why. And I understand why. And Scottish players and Scottish fans will understand why. But, I mean, if they want to put Ukraine through and let Scotland and Wales play, fine. I don't have a problem with that. But you can't not allow Scotland an opportunity to get to the World Cup finals. I, I just think this is amongst many, many errors that he has made. What do you think is an Englishman then? What do you think is an Englishman, what he's trying to say there? Is he dismissing Scotland out of hand? I think he's an absolute clown. I, I yeah, think he yeah. he he had no knowledge, has no knowledge of our sport. Um, no, he has the sport that he was asked to talk about yesterday, and he did not know that they were due to play Scotland, one of the four countries that he is prime minister of. And I, yeah. I, I just think it's it it, it 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 almost beggars belief, but because it's him, it doesn't. Yeah. He, he, no. He's, he's no, a, you're right. Yeah. You, I, I mean, I'm sorry. You should know that. That's basic well, stuff. No, I, I think we we know he doesn't. We know he doesn't, and he, we know that if I said to you, you just stick to things that he knows. That that's a very small group of things. No, you're right. You're right. You see, I think what's happening at Chelsea is a very good example of why government should not be allowed to get anywhere near football. No, the administration of football right. and the running of football clubs right. and, and this 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 nonsense that an independent uh, arbiter would make better decisions about football than than people that are involved in it. I, I, I mean, what what's what's been happening at Chelsea has been inflicted upon that club by government, who, on the one hand, are arguing yeah. that we shouldn't allow clubs like Bury and Derby to get into financial trouble in the manner that they have, and yet they are inflicting upon Chelsea the very yes, same very problems. Same. The very same. I, I just, I, I really don't uh, how and why that is the case. I, I see now we're down to a shorter shortlist. Um, I, 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 I only say this, Andy, pose the question and, and hope that someone does. I, I hope those that are bidding... Um, are thoroughly investigated and the sources of the money that is available to the individuals that have put themselves forward on behalf of a number of groups. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know they won't be easy. You know that won't happen. They're not going to investigate where the money comes from. That would take them six months, nine months, a year to delve down some of those avenues. Not a chance. They'll take the best bit of everything. They'll look at them and say, oh, on the surface, they look okay, kosher. Let's go ahead with them. And that's what will happen. And then... Yeah. Who knows whether six six years down the line there's another one comes up like this. It's it's ridiculous. It's, they're not going to investigate them in the way you suggest them because it's it's this is time they don't have Chelsea. They don't have six months to go down the route of investigating. They have like two weeks, a month, get it sorted. And uh, well, is there a chance you could get it right? Maybe um, not. Not if this government are anywhere near it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm also bemused today to read this in the Daily Mirror. Diego Maradona, uh, right? Uh, his fans, supporters yeah. of him, have, have, have come up with a plan to take his heart to the World Cup in Qatar. Sorry? The scheme would involve removing his organ from a police lab so that it could travel to our Qatar with the Argentinian team. 
uh, advertising agency boss Javier Fantasti outlined the idea on Argentine radio yesterday. He said, I'm sure it's what Diego. I'm sure it's what Diego would have wanted. How do you know that? Um, yes. If we could ask him, I'm sure he would say, do it. It, it could go on the team bus, he said, to the hotel. I can imagine a procession the day the team leaves for Qatar with people coming the bus to the airport. Um, really? <laughs> no. Circus. It's a circus. Turn that into a circus. Leave, just, leave, the great, just, leave the great man to rest in peace, for God's sake. Not good. Leave his body not alone. Good idea. No. Still on the subject of the World Cup. Well done, Gareth Bale. No. I, I mean, yes. an icon in a Welsh jersey in a way that Ryan Giggs will regret, I think, for the rest of his life that, yeah, that he probably. isn't or wasn't. You know, Giggs, yeah. he didn't do enough, didn't turn up often enough. Um, Gareth Bale has been there every time they've played. Yeah. And by the way, last night, every time they've needed him. Well, I mean, what, you know are, what? whatever your thoughts about him and, and you know, whatever no. he has or hasn't but contributed what, to Madrid. What, what I've said to you in the last couple of weeks, we've talked about people like Ronaldo and that. They, they can't do it. Gareth can't do what he did. You know, five years ago, ten years ago, he can't. But what they still can do is they can do it occasionally, Richard. And how often in the big games, when your team, your club or your country really need you, the special players, and I mean special players, they mm-hmm. turn up and they do what he did last night. Two swishes of that left foot, quite magnificent. The free kick was just out of this world. I mean, Ronaldo, eat your heart out. I can't remember the last time I saw Ronaldo score a free kick, let alone score one of that quality. And mm. what he did with the second goal, just truly wonderful. A leader, a giant, hasn't kicked a ball for, well, God knows how long. And it was funny how they said, somebody said last night, well, that'll be Gareth Bale. Well done, Gareth. Through to the, next, the, the playoff final. And wrap yourself up, son. We'll see you in June for the playoff game. Yeah. And that, that'll be it. That's it. Wrap them up. Send them away to play golf. And one of the other things he said, we were talking about nervous young players and all Gareth was talking about in the dressing room before the game you know, was golf and his golf swing and how he was just trying to cure a couple of things he'd got wrong. And all the guys, young guys were going, what? We've got a playoff coming here and you're talking about golf. But do you know what? <laughs> I, I bet that helped. That's that what they were saying. It helped him enormously because it took their minds off of what they were about to face in a packed stadium. But it was a great result. But, you know, sadly, I have to say, you're close Wales. But if the mighty jobs get through, yeah, I fancy it. Well, if Boris Johnson has his way, as you know, as I just mentioned. Let me tell you, to quote your, to quote your, to quote your, you, slightly earlier in this podcast, take your daft ideas, Boris, and do one. (laughs) Uh, Peter Reed's on Instagram. I know, I saw it. I thought I'd mention that. Uh, Vegas as well. Peter Reed, who? He's in Vegas. He's in Vegas. He's in Vegas. I think he gets got back yesterday. He was in Vegas for the last 10 days. How does he, he get around that boy? I, I have no idea. How does he do it? No idea. Uh, Brian no idea. Reed, you know, I, 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 um, uh, Daily Mirror's, uh, well, I read them all, but it's, it's, it's one yeah. of those closest to my heart politically. Brian Reed, I like, um, although he has had a pop once or twice down the years and uh, I've had to correct him. A headline this week the reality <laughs> is sport and politics do mix. It's time for England stars to use their power to speak out about the shame of Qatar is the headline here. But where I agree with, not, not the headline, but I agree with him that, that sport can force change. Yes. What people miss, Andy, is that the World Cup coming to Qatar has brought about 
dramatic change in the country. Yes. Dramatic change. Not enough yet. And nope. I don't think there's anybody in Qatar on, on the Delivery and Legacy Committee would disagree with that statement. No, they would. They're pushing they all the time for progress. Okay. But what, what struck me about this was that the, um, the England players had half an hour this week to discuss um, the matters okay. uh, of, uh, of uh, em, em, employee rights in, in mm-hmm. human rights as well, in, in half an hour, Andy, and came up with their statement. If they want to get serious about it, I would suggest they need more than half an hour to have a chat. And, yeah, and, yeah. And Very much. a statement that, that, yeah. But I also, as an aside, the reason I mention is I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing Kieran Trippier and what he has to say on the subject, bearing in mind who his employers are these days. Ah, and that's the problem. Yes. When that sport and problem. politics get too close, yes, there's always all. So what you're saying is Kieran Trippier is paying for a club whose owners are well, yeah, the owners who. Mm. Uh, exactly. You, probably... you talked about the guys that have, have worked in and around Qatar, where they would prefer to be. I think we know the answer that you get. Oh, we we do know the answer. We do. I'd also answer. mention this. Give me one good reason why Manchester United shouldn't pick the phone up this week. Call Paul Pogba and tell him to move on. Don't want to see you back, son. This this article this week, I have wasted five years of my career at Manchester United. Well, yeah, you have, Paul. Um, not because Jose Mourinho or Ole no. Gunnar Solskjaer. No. Or, or, or no. The, the yourself. Friend you have not, not wanted you to contribute. Yourself. Plain and simple. Yourself. yourself. Casey, I said to yeah. you, we talked about Paul Pogba, I said to you three years ago, I'm pretty sure it was, at least three years ago, I said, I'd, I'd, I'd get short. His contribution is negligible for what you should be giving it. I said, I'd sell him and buy Jack Grealish. I remember saying that to you uh, about three years ago. And people were like, what, Paul Pogba? I said, I'm telling you something now you should do because Pogba's not interested in, re- in anything really but himself. How can he say that in front of Manchester? I've wasted five years of my life. They've wasted five years of their salary. And and you would have, be paying their admission, trying to watch him. Yeah, and never got to Correct. see him. This is what he actually said. You have to be honest. The last five seasons have not satisfied me, really, not at all. Well, they haven't satisfied paying punters either, Paul. No, or three no. coaches that you probably contributed more to the sacking of than anybody else. And with you determined now to leave the club at the end of the season, you have nothing more to contribute, in my view, to this season. And you would be better off taking yourself somewhere else. Go and find a club. I'd, I'd, I'd give him the keys to my motor and I'd say, there you go, sir. Yeah, where do you go? Go. Don't need to see listen, you back. Why, listen, would, why would you give him you, a jersey? Don't you think Andy? for one minute Paul Pogba's got a new car and he's got all the cars yeah. he's got, son. Trust me. Yes. But what, <laughs> tell me, why for one minute would you play him ahead of another Manchester United footballer committed to the club I for wouldn't the next do. 18 I, months? I wouldn't do I'm saying to you for I can think of two games in the last Four years, two games, man. In the last four years, where I thought, oh, maybe three. There was one at Man City away where he inspired their second half comeback. There was a game at Tottenham where he played really well, and there was the first game I think of this season when he had four assists or something like that. Now those three apart, I can't remember anything. The Man United fans have gone, "You dopey twat!" He's done that hundreds of. Uh, sorry, no, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. He hasn't played that often. No, I'd get shot. Definitely, I'm with you. Um, what we can tell Manchester United fans, and indeed the fans of any other Premier League team, that over the last close on decade, now you and I have seen every football match that every club has played in yeah. the Premier League yeah. as a result of the contract that we enjoy to be yeah. in sports. Um, the last one, and, and again, I mentioned this for the purpose, 
Um, some time back, there was, a, I think, it's somewhere between a 600 million and uh, a billion pound bid for Wembley Stadium uh, from the owner of Fulham, whose name escapes me just for a moment, Saheed. Um, th- there was a lot, lot of people that reared up and said, no, 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 English football should always have a stadium that they can call its own. I, I said at the time, and I repeat now, why? Um, we've got two semi-finals upcoming that yeah, have to be played at Wembley for financial reasons. One of them between two teams that could quite easily go and play at Old Trafford. In a time when people are coming off the back of COVID, I know. when I the know. living standards are, are, are far more difficult now than at any time in the country since the 50s, we're asking 80,000 people no. to get on a, well, to get on a train. Trains aren't running. Um, if, if we didn't own Wembley, the Football Association had sold when they should have done. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have this problem. No, we could go and play semi-finals anywhere we wanted again. Yeah, well, but, it's but, all, but, it's but, always the been hysteria, a joke. Andy. But Gary Neville was wrong then, absolutely wrong. That wrong, wrong now. If he still believes it to be the case, the, the FA should have sold Wembley and got rid yeah. of the problem. And this wouldn't yeah. be happening this weekend. No, it wouldn't be happening this weekend, and it shouldn't happen. And I've never agreed with semi-finals taking place at Wembley. And and that's this, this is just one example. Not only that, you've got. You've got rising fuel costs as well. Anyone picking a driving, it's going to probably cost them twice as much to get down and back again as well. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it, it, it goes without saying. And I think that that uh, this just, it, it kind of epitomises the narrow-mindedness and the short-sightedness of sometimes the people in charge of our game. Can I just remind you? Well, no, it, it, Andy, I, I don't, I, I think they've got a problem that they didn't want. I think if you, if you talk to people at the FA, they would have loved to have sold Wembley when the offer was made available to them. And, and 600 million, if it had only been that, imagine that being spread around the grassroots. Exactly. Again. I think they wanted this. But unfortunately, such is their problem now with finance, that they've got to put semi-finals on at Wembley. That there's no other, there's no, there's no, no other option from their point of view. They, they shouldn't have this problem. The deal to sell should have been allowed to go through. Never yes, mind it should have footballers who have got an opinion on everything these days, turning up in front of committees that, Parliament and telling them why English football should always own a stadium. It never did. Old no, Wembley wasn't owned by the FA. No, no. <laughs> it just, it, I think people. Know, I think people have forgotten that. I, well, yeah, or didn't or realize didn't, it. Yeah, or didn't realize. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to yeah. talk about goalkeeping? Should we introduce our guest? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think we should. Oh no! Sorry. Briefly. Briefly. Well, two other things. One. Carl Robinson, top man, got Oxford back in the playoff places in League One for a third consecutive year. I hope he gets them up this year. Uh, and and, Ulta, and and sorry, Oxford fans, and Jim Rosenthal specifically, I hope Carl gets a job yes. that he deserves. He was a Good bright life. young thing 15 years Good ago. Yes. Still hasn't had his opportunity. Should have done. And Diogo Jota, I wanted to mention this to you. I said to you recently, uh, new Kenny Dalglish, and you went, no, yeah. no, no. Like Frankie yes. Howard. Yes, yes. I did. Um, now you're going to see new I, Ronaldo. No, I still I still make the case that he's obviously not as good as, and he he, he never will be. Dalglish was a one-off. There's 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 the way he plays bits and pieces of his game that I find frighteningly yes. similar. Yes, How about this? Uh, nineteen goals for the season yeah. now. Thirteen. Uh, oh, sorry, nineteen goals in all competitions. Thirteen in the league. Right foot seven. Left foot. Seven, head five. Brilliant. How good is that? 
Terrific. Listen, we're not arguing whether the boy's a terrific player. He's been a massive addition to, to Liverpool. What a difference he's made to their front line, especially when they've had the problems with Firmino that they've had. And, and look, he's automatically picked for, for Portugal and contributed again with another goal for his country yesterday, a big goal for his country yesterday. So, listen, I'm not arguing the quality of the kid. I was just arguing that <laughs> he, might, he might not be as good is one of the best players I've ever played with or ever played with. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Let's introduce Brian Gunn, an old mate of ours uh, who, um, who, who with, with Norwich, uh, initially in, in the early years of the Premier League, were good enough to compete with Manchester United for the title, go. good enough to yeah. go to, to Munich, Munich, Munich of all places, and win with goals. Jeremy Bombers Goss. Jeremy Goss. Yes. Mark Bowen. Yes. Mark Bowen. What <laughs> <laughs> a shout, Andy. Let's talk with Gunny. Uh, what he will do is he will make reference, I'll tell you now before he joins us, to the fact that we, you and I, only ever call him once a decade. Um, okay. Ten, ten years after we, we'd last seen him, we called him and, and, and spoke with him at TalkSport. It, it's the best part of a decade again now, which was the point that- I made to him when I asked him to join us this week. Quite ten, right. ten years is up. Do you fancy? I mean, I, I, yeah, don't yeah, think, yeah. I don't think we want to spoil the fans with too many gunnies, I have to say. <laughs> now, <laughs> let's get him on. Brian James Gunn, my friend. How are you after all these years? Yeah, I think it's only nine years and three months at the moment. You're a bit early on this uh, on this uh, getting in touch with me. I was getting a bit worried. I thought I must owe you a fiver or something like that. By the way, Gunny, why why have we not heard from you for so long? What's going on? Well, it's just it's our normal ritual. I think we do it every ten years. So you know, I just get invited to the studio every other week. I was uh, I was um, in one of the first ever um, what was it the Monday night football shows we did from yes. Carrow Road. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I thought, uh, you know, I held you guys together and I got you to the level that you're, true. You know, you're at true. now. <laughs> <laughs> I made you look good. <laughs> before, you joined, before you joined us, Gunny, uh, I did say to Andy, the first thing he'll do is make a reference to the fact that we yes. only ever call him once a decade. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's probably got a point to be fair. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, but the money's good. The money's good. The money lasts 10 years, so thanks for that. That's okay. That's all right, Gunny. Listen, you can't say we don't pay well, Gunny, that's for sure. You're no, right the check's there. in the post, right. I believe. The check's in the post right. again. <laughs> did, you get, did you get that last one from 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> the one that you bounced. In the you bounced time, that one. Uh, in the time, Gunny, that we were, we were looking to try to uh, invite you to this... Um, this, this, I was going to say multilingual. It's not. It's multi-venue podcast. Um, yeah. I've answered my own questions. Brian James Gunn is a Scottish mm. former professional goalkeeper and football yes. manager. I yes. was going to ask where is it Thurso or Terso? Thurso, 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 Thurso. Well, I was going to Thurso, Thurso. Yeah, I've I've just discovered it's twenty miles from John O'Groats. And yeah, that's right. Gunny grew up on a farm where he would try to try to get uh, uh, fellow workers involved playing football using a turnip. Start what? farm the farm workers at uh, Ainster Farm just outside Thurso. We used to we used to live there, 
And um, yeah, during the breaks, I'd be pestering him. I was only like three or four. I was pestering him, you know, let's let's play football. But there was no football. So we just got this turnip and started kicking a turnip around. And uh, what I always said, that we would, you know, I'd be diving around them up to the cow packs and different things like that. So it put me in good stead for some <laughs> of the crap players, some of the crap players I was to play with in the future. By the way, Gunny, <laughs> can I just say, I'm remembering how a heavy line. a turnip was. How the hell did you kick a turnip? That's ridiculous. Yeah, not, very, not, not very far, but they were easier to save. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking... I was just thinking, Gunny, when when we were doing it in Drum Chapel in Glasgow, no turnips, we used a can. It was much easier, much easier to yeah. save. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what did you use when he was in the streets? Uh, he was I, posh. Uh, he was posh. Well, you see, this is yeah. nonsense. See, I, there, I, you I go, constantly. there you go, There you go, Now, hold on a minute. Hold on. You're it's a rugger. A rugger ball, posh. wasn't it? A rugger. You're talking about being posh. I was going to put it to you that as a fellow Chile Jocko um, with Mr. Gray, the two of you, and Andy's often spoken to me, and he did earlier in this podcast about a play piece. But I guess being posh and living on a farm, you've no idea what a play piece is, have you? A play piece was a was a sandwich, I think, wasn't it? Thank you! There you go. It's a, uh, you'd have a you'd tea break. So that's what was, that was. The farmers were having their play piece, and I was wanting to play football with them you see that was that's how it all all happened there you go <laughs> please be well done buddy you, you never let me down buddy there well done <laughs> well uh early career obviously spent with Aberdeen now I don't know if you know this but Aberdeen and Andy will tell you the answer is one of five yeah. Scottish and or English football clubs that have the first five letters of the alphabet in the name yeah well yeah. The first five letters, Four. Five. 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 What? D- double E? No. no. Five. A, B, C, C, D, E. D, E. What? Aberdeen SP? No. no. Aberdeen. Aberdeen. You, just, you just said C was in it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. Oh, no, it's behind, it's behind the stand. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And, and many, many a time we trained down on that beach, on that beach as well. We that, trained down that, there many a time. That was like pulling teeth, but we did get that. Once you got there, eventually. I was trying to your figure question, out, I'm a bit brainier than some of your other was, guests. Where's the sea in Aberdeen? And then yeah. the answer is... Yeah, where's the sea in Aberdeen? Yeah, where's the sea behind the... Just off the beach, yeah? <laughs> yeah, and that's why it's, and that's that why it's called the beach end, Andy, isn't it? That's right. And by yeah. the way, can I let while you're on, while we're briefly talking about Aberdeen right now, what's the matter yeah. with them? What the hell has happened to them this year? Oh dear, no, it's not good. Um, I know the big boss was back up there recently to unveil his statue. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I I missed that. I got an invite. That was very kind of the, the club to invite me, but I was also uh, down for the. Southampton v Norwich City game on the Friday night so I sent my apologies but uh, we still got a WhatsApp group with uh, all of the Gothenburg greats the, the team that uh, beat Real Madrid in that final yeah, 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 yeah. So we're still in touch and uh, you know we, we, banter was flying when we saw the statue and obviously the boss isn't in it but in, in the WhatsApp group but uh, uh, Archie's in it so uh, I'm sure it gets fed back to him in some shape or form 
Yeah. Would would the boss want to be in it? What 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 sort of um sort of content is there? Uh, yeah, it's just the normal stuff, Richard. It's just the normal jokes that's a bit flying about. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and there's always some memorable dates. Uh, you know, you're you're good friends with Ali Beg, aren't you? Oh so, yes, Mr. Yes, Mister yes. Alistair Begg. Lovely guy. So he, yeah. Lovely he, guy. He, yeah. he informs us in his uh, in his blogs and his podcasts, and he gets all the lads on as well. And uh, what famous day it is, who we beat this day in 1983, and, you know, all of those come through left, right, and centre. So it's nice to, we all keep in touch. Um, I think we had a 25th reunion of that, um, you know, back in 2008 now, is it? Yeah, let's get my summers right. So I think we're due a, a reunion coming up. Um, when it's 2023, that'll be 40 years. So, yeah, we'll um, yeah. yeah, so we'll be... Uh, Big Alex, good organizer. Big Ek, big Alec McLeish. So he's normally, you know, got fingers in those pies to get uh, gets the club to organize something for uh, those memorable nights that we had back in 1983. Yeah, two, oh, things, two a, things there, guys. Yes. Two things. Uh, Alex, serial serial book writer. Uh, I mean, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. Good good luck to him. And 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 uh, if you're listening, Ali, um, we enjoyed it and and still miss the boys. Uh, secondly, Big X on on a WhatsApp group that we have, but not Eric Black. Who, who, um, a big favorite of mine. How is Eric, uh, Brian? Blacko's all right. Yeah, he's, um, when did we come across him last? I'm just trying to think. Unfortunately, we had, uh, we had uh, Neil Cooper's funeral a couple of years ago. Oh, I know, yeah. big, shocking. Man. Big Tatty shocking. passed away. So we're all up for that. And, uh, we had a, as you would do, have a few babies in the uh, Big Tatty's memory. Um, Eric's down in the Midlands, um, Lannington Spa. And um, not involved in football at the moment, but um, I think he's uh, helping his helping his young son in his joinery business. So I don't know if it's a bit like me helping my wife with our art business. I'm the white van driver. I'm not, I'm not sure yeah. if Black was the white van driver as well. So, <laughs> um, but no, he's fitting well, and uh, he's 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 lively in the group as well. He's always first to respond. He's obviously there yeah. and. Uh, He's, uh, he's, I'm sure he's in good health. He always had a bad back, Black. He was one of those that um, suffered back, back pains, back injuries, even you know in his early twenties. And I think that was obviously one of the main reasons he had to give up the game. Um, you know, he was one of those amazing jumps and could hang in the air, but um, obviously his back was, was was a big problem in his in his career. Well, give him my best, please. Next time you speak, certainly will. Yes. Certainly will. Yes, please. Absolutely. Now, I know, I know she mentioned Susan and the art, and 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 those who are unaware should follow. Um, she she's uh, entertaining on on Twitter particularly. Uh, but what about <laughs> young Angus? Um, yes. Uh, did, did, what 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 did you have to contribute to his career? Um. Well, I, I, I yeah, but young Angus is not so young now. He's twenty six. So yeah. you know he's he's, no, he's at he's a good young. age. He's at a good age for a goalkeeper. Um, you know he's played over probably 110 senior games in football now, which again for a goalkeeper is 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 nearly a good number. Um, yeah. You mentioned my early career at Aberdeen. I only played 25 games for Aberdeen before I had to leave to go and play football, and I was fortunate to play all my all my big numbers at Norwich. Um, you know Angus has had to do that as well. He was obviously on the books at Norwich City in the academy. Um, a, a big move to Manchester City when he was 15, when Manchester City were expanding their um, facilities at uh, the Etihad, um, building a new training ground, um, you know, building a big academy. Um, Angus was was was, an, was part of the early uh, seeds of that. 
Uh, ironically, he ended up at Norwich on loan, played uh, 51 out of 52 games that season. Um, so that was the 17-18 season. And during that season and during those games, um, it, 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 Southampton were watching the games as well. They were watching Harrison Reed, who was also on loan from uh, Southampton at the time and playing on the same team as Angus. And I think they kept going back with good reports week after week. And um, then, good. you know, they put their hand in a pocket, paid, I think it was about 12, 12 and a half million for him, which wow. um, Mark Hughes was the manager, Taffy Bone on the coaching staff, Eddie Nisbeski, um, Dave Watson, goalkeeping coach. So good people, yeah. good people that I knew as well. So, you know, it, was, it, was, it seemed like it was going to be a good move for him. Um, but as in football, all things change and Mark lost his job and then Ralph Hassenhutl came in. Uh, uh, Mark gave Angus his debut in the cup games, the, the, the Carabao Cup, uh, the FA Cup. Um, it was actually Ralph that gave Angus his debut in a Premier League game at Stamford Bridge, uh, which ended up in a nil-nil draw and he, he was man of the match. So that was the start of his, um, his Premier League career. Yeah. Which, uh, which is, is probably standing at over 30 games at the moment in the Premier League. So um, he was in the team recently. Tim, Tim Krul had a shoulder injury. Um, so Angus got in for three or four games. Uh, won the player of the month at Norwich City. It was a, it was a, it was a difficult month because they had Manchester City, Liverpool. Um, there was another game that they lost in as well. But he, he, he took part in the Watford game where they won 3-0. And then he had a good game in the draw against Crystal Palace. But... Um, you know Norwich's recent form has been disappointing. You know they've had games against Brentford and Leeds, who were sort of competitors at the bottom of the league with them, and, and they, they failed to win those games. And then they had a Chelsea game stuffed in the middle of that. So you know they're on the on the back of a bad run. And who knows after the international break what uh, what comes of it? But uh, you know Angus is is uh, in good form. Uh, he's enjoying it. He's back in Norwich where he was born. Um, we're 222 miles away in Macclesfield where. <laughs> we left uh, all those years ago to come up here when he was still a schoolboy at Manchester City. But, um, you know, that's what you got uh, those nice cars for to drive around the country to, to watch the lad play. Goody, <laughs> let me ask you about, about Angus. You're, like me, you're, you're a Scot whose children were born south of the border in England. Yeah. Was, yeah. was, it, a difficult, was it a difficult conversation when you talked about which country he wanted to represent? Or was it just a natural thing for him? And wasn't well, I started. I, I started. Um, I started in, in my way by um, his his title is Angus Fraser James Gunn. So I tried my best, didn't I? <laughs> you I've did. Obviously, tried very, very hard. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, being brought up in Norwich, um, and then obviously under sixteen football comes along. You know, training yeah. camps at at, uh, at St George's Park, different things like that. So he went right through the age groups. Um, sort of 16s, 17s, 18s, 19s, 21s, uh, and then even got a call up to the senior squad for the friendly, I think it was against Brazil at Wembley uh, a few years back. Uh, ironically, when he was still alone at Norwich. So, you know, he just came out of the under-21 squad uh, then, um, and um, a couple of injuries has happened, and uh, he's got himself in that squad, which was, it was a very proud moment, but it still leaves the door open, Andy, because he's not actually played at full level yet so okay. I think in answer to your question is um, I'm pecking away yeah um, Big Alec pecked away when he was manager good, good. Uh, 
And I know that Stevie Clark has um, Tony Spearing, one of my ex-teammates at Norwich, is one of his scouts who regularly attends Norwich City games because they've got Grant Hanley, Billy Gilmore, yes. Kenny McLean. Of course. Um, in, yeah. Within the squad as well. So, you know, yeah. I don't think there's only me that could do my bit. There's a few others that yes, could do their bit sure. as well. Yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's his decision at the end of the day. He's a big boy. Uh, if the opportunity comes along, uh, I think even in, in this recent England squad, you you look at it and there's three goalkeepers pulled out of the squad already. And then Fraser Foster gets his chance again. So, yeah, yeah. It, you just look at that and you just don't know if that opportunity comes up again. But in Fraser's case, it has. So, All right, right. Yeah, well, after what, you've told me, after what you've yeah. told me there, Gunny, I'm with you. If you want to give me a call, I'll tell them why you should choose Scotland as well, sir. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the way, as as an Englishman who's not not only convinced by the individuals that he has seen keep goal for his country of late, I would say keep the door wide open. I do every chance. Um, I, well, before well, you joined us, Gunny. Well, if you remember, you... sorry, if Go you on. remember, the last time we did meet was in Qatar. Yes, and Angus Angus was on a goalkeeping uh, clinic yes. summit, yes. which was uh, held by Ike Casillas, and. Um, what they were looking at was goalkeepers who could feature for their country when that World Cup came round. That wow. was one of the reasons behind it. So there was two from each country pick. Um, Angus was one, obviously, and the other guy was Ryan Hudder, who was at Arsenal at the time. But um, Ryan's, uh, I think, hung up, hung, hung up his gloves now and it's in the same line of work as myself now, football agency work. But um, so, you know, Angus has still got a chance to, you know, possibly be there but you know that the chances are getting slimmer um, as the months get closer to uh, November and December when the World Cup comes along yeah but as I said he's a young man and there's another World Cup four years from now that's another contentious subject but four years from yeah. now in my in my view there should be one in two years from now but no no Andy started on that so leave the door wide <laughs> open now before you joined us Gunny Andy was telling me that he used to be a goalkeeper do you want, do you want to just continue and conclude that conversation Andy no, no, what, what I said, Bernie, I started out as a goalkeeper when I was a kid, but nine or yeah. ten. And it's graphic okay. in my mind. You must have, as a kid, played in these kind of games I'm talking about. I was playing in goal, but nine or ten, and we played a team, and I think we won 25-0, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I think I touched the ball once, and I'm stood there in the goal, and I'm thinking, ah, this, isn't even, this isn't much fun. The, the guys up the other end of the pitch seem to be having more fun than me, smashing in 25 goals. So I thought, right, I'm going to play out now. So I decided I'd be a front, a centre forward. So I hung up my gloves at a very early age, fella. Just as well for you, I did, I'm telling you. Well, I, I, I thought you, you were probably, remembering your hairstyle back in that early <laughs> day, I thought you were probably modelling yourself on Hamish McAlpine. Oh, Hamish. Love Hamish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hamish, he was Hamish a boy. is the oldest... He's the oldest goalkeeper to play for Scotland's under-21s. Oh, wow. I think he was 35. Was I was going to say, he must be nearly 40, yeah. Uh, it, it was. It was unbelievable because he was playing so well um, in that European run and different things like that. Um, I think he was, it, well, it, I'm not a talking gesture. It was a gesture. Um, yeah. You know, just to you know, highlight, I think in those days, you were allowed two overage players to play in the under-21s team. I think we had um, we had Hamish and we also had Big Shirley. You know who I mean? Big Roy Aitken. Oh. Roy Aitken. <laughs> yes, of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunate uh, name, but never mind. 
Just let me tell you about Hamish. Do you know Hamish McAlpine? And Keezy will only have heard his name, probably not know a lot. But he had, do you know, in, in a modern game when a goalkeeper has to have such a good touch with his feet and they'd be able to pass yeah. it and chip it and control it. Hamish yeah. McAlpine was amazing. When he threw it, hit a ball at him, he wouldn't catch it if it was a train. He'd bring it down to his chest and control it at his thigh. And he, would, he could hit this half volley out of his hands. It was just so accurate in his go kick. He was like ahead of his time in that respect. He would have been brilliant in the yeah. modern game. And, yeah. and he was also a very good golfer. Oh, don't go there. Yeah. I saw him and I couldn't tell, we couldn't tell anybody because it was a Friday and we, Jim, would have gone ballistic, right? If we'd have played golf on a Friday before a game. So Amy says, come and play golf with me, Andy. And I was only a baby. And so I went with him. Uh, and uh, he, he had that, there's a, a short par four downhill downwind. And he had this driver, I swear to God, the true story. So we go down there looking for his golf ball. And eventually we wander up to the green where mine was somewhere after three shots. I kind of found the green. And I've looked at a horse, he says, what are you playing? And he says, so and so. I went, it's in the hole. And he actually told him one at a par four. Oh, and he went, brilliant. bollocks, he says, I can't tell anybody. We Jim will go potty if he knows we play golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my, my, my Hamish McAlpine story was um, when he was in that under-21 squad, we used to have to meet up at the Marine Hotel at St. Andrews. The Russets, yeah. was it the Russets? Yeah, the Russets. yeah. So me and Johnny Hewitt, Hamish and Morris Malpass used to arrive about four hours earlier than everyone else. And get into our rooms, check into our room, and then go and have nine, ten holes of golf before the uh, the rest <laughs> of the squad turned up. And then we'd have training sessions in the afternoon. So uh, it was uh, it's some man, Hamish, a great lad, great lad. Oh, he's brilliant, brilliant. In conclusion, Gunny, um, it's no good being one of the top twenty-six teams in England. You need to be one of the top twenty consistently. Um, has has that view changed at Norwich? Have you accepted your fate this year? And when you come back, which you're likely to do, are you going to push on a little bit, make a go? Well, I, I, I think I think Norwich. I think Stuart Weber came out with the top 26 clubs. He always wants to be Norwich in, in, in the top 26 uh, clubs because that means that you're you're competing at the top end of the championship. If you're not in the Premier League, it gives you a chance to get back in. But yeah, I mean, obviously, top 20 is is, is gold dust. And, um, you know, the teams that are vying for those positions now and obviously now likes in Newcastle with its newfound money, um, you know, Southampton even with newfound money coming into the club as well, you know, all, all, yeah. it makes it a lot more difficult for the smaller clubs. And, um, you know, Michael and Delia and the directors have run the club on, 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 the, on the, the way they have done. I mean, there was big financial problems back there, um, you know, you mentioned when I was manager, you know, those days there's, there was massive financial problems behind the scenes then. But, um, you know, they got themselves into an even keel now. And I suppose it's uh, it, who takes the who takes the big step, who takes the gamble. Um, you know, Stuart Weber seems to be fairly happy at the moment, consistently in that top 26. But I can hear the rumblings with the fans. The fans are the ones obviously you need to keep happy. Uh, yeah. I can hear that, yes. you know, the, the, the new modern fan, uh, they're fairly ruthless now. Uh, you know, they go along, they're on social media. And, yeah. you know, there's too, too many voices out there saying too many things. And, um, you know, sometimes you have to give in to, to the big noise. And um, it'd be interesting to see what actually happens there. But, uh, you know, credit to Michael and Dealer, they've been 
directors at the football club for over 25 years. Uh, Michael yes. Holder is another local businessman who, who's been in there right from you know the beginning as well. Um, but you know, there's no big money tree there. You know, it's it's just normal. No, money. I get that. It's, I get that. I understand, Brian, and I I understand up once in fact. You know, and, and by the way, it's always good to see them in the championship. That's six guaranteed points for us. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I just think. Next what do you mean time, you're going to be in the Premier League next season? <laughs> well, you we, sure? no, I think no, I think it's gone, Brian. I think it's gone. Yeah, I, think, it gone? I think the defeat. Uh, yeah. I think the Luton defeat. It's gone. By the way, good luck to Luton. What a great story that is. Eight years ago, they were playing non-league football. Eight yeah, years, years ago. I mean, we always talk about Wimbledon. What an extraordinary job they've done there. Good luck to them yeah. all. Um, yeah. But no, I think I, I think it's gone for us. But I just I just with Dino there, who we like enormously. It's a great club, yeah. a lovely club to go and visit. What yeah. once you've got there? I mean, blimey, driving along that, what is it, the M20 or whatever it is, you just drive no, for miles no, no, and miles. No, 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 Oh, God, yes, that was, brings back that, so that many was, terrible that was, memories. That was our, our, our old friend, Keith O'Neill. If you remember Keith O'Neill on, I think yes. it was Soccer AM, Soccer AM yes. one morning. He yeah. said, what's the best thing about Norwich? He says, the A11 to London. <laughs> And uh, it didn't go down very well with the fans. Brilliant. <laughs> Abba was Keezy's, uh, to be fair, buddy, I've always said to Keezy, what's the best view you've ever had in Norwich? He said, in my rear view mirror. But never mind, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but, and the other one, uh, Richard, I don't know if you remember this, but it makes me chuckle every time and I see, I see it sometimes. And we did, uh, we did, a, we did a, a, an evening game, a Monday night game at Carroll and Ron yes. Newman was on as well. <laughs> Rob yes. Newman was on, and you said welcome, and Rob said welcome, welcome. Just like that was forty years ago, and it still tickles me to this day. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. He, he was he was so nervous he had nothing else to say. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, great to catch up. I rather suspect this may be the last one if we're going to leave it another ten years, because uh, now that he arrived. I like you to be around at that point. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and, and I just listened to the podcast previously, and um, it's this great story that you were telling about uh, Andy's mate John and the golf course after playing golf. And, uh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I, I, please, please tweet the picture. I don't think you've tweeted the picture yet. So if you're going to tweet it, tweet it. I want to see what he ended up like. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in a good state. He wasn't in a good state, Gary. He really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know what it's like when the young boys try and take us experienced boys on. They just fall by yeah, the wayside, and he exactly. did fall. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> Gunny, enjoy your weekend as ever. Well, Thank you. Really I good will, fun. I will. I'm off to play golf with Angus now. Actually, he's got a few days off for the international break, and uh, he's, uh, he's come back up to Cheshire for a few days. So, uh, what are you off? To what are you off at the moment, handicap? Eh? Oh, the World Golf Handicap's killed me. I'm off 13.6, I think. It's just... Really? That's not bad. Uh, what's, what's, what's the boy? What's Angus? Oh, he, he's a pretender at 18. He's not got an official handicap, but he, he smashes the ball at 250 yards past me. Oh. So, you know, uh, I love to get him a proper handicap. Yeah, bandit. Yeah. Just, I, just I think I'm going to get him to pay my membership today. I think my, my subs are due today at Mottram Hall, so I might ask him to oh, pay my right, membership. Right. Get him to pay it, yeah. <laughs> One one last one last golf story. Never play with Graham Souness unless you have previously agreed with him what his handicap is. He oh, will right. turn up on the morning of a game, Brian. He won't. And you'll yeah. you'll, you'll be taking the handicaps. And Graham, what what are you playing off? And he'll go, hmm, well, 
I think I'll play off 12 today because I didn't sleep too well last night. <laughs> and Andy would always go, no, you won't. You won't. What's your handicap? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I remember playing in one of your golf days at, at Mottram Hall, Andy. Did you have a golf day at Mottram Hall? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I remember yeah. that was one of the first times I came on, on my celebrity golf travels. You well know. done, Yeah, I remember that was a lovely day. That was a beautiful game, yeah. I remember, right? No, no. So it's beautiful and sunny over here, just like Qatar. Uh, I'm looking forward to going out with my T-shirt on today. I might even get my shorts on. Today. Good lad. So oh, no. Looking good. no. No, no, Brian, enjoy <laughs> it. And, and thank you. We'll talk Thanks, soon. guys. Great See to you, Thanks for you. See you, Andy. See you now. That's it, Andy. Catch up with you next week. Day of the World Cup draw, don't forget, in yeah. Qatar. We've overrun, but um, with good reason. Uh, it was no, worth it. Top boy, Gunny. Thanks again. Yeah, keys, and, keys and Grey, A-N-D, Keys and Grey on Insta and uh, Twitter. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.